I got to tell you, John Thurston was on the Secretary of State earlier in the show, and I've known John since he ran for land commissioner, mm-hmm. and I got behind him. Mm-hmm. And I'll never forget, I was at work, and Joe Booker came into my studio. Joe, of course, is the main talk show host on Power. I see. And came in, and he says, Dave, have you heard this crazy ad? And this white guy, and I go, no, and he played this ad for me. And I said, what's so crazy about that, Joe? Let's hear it. Okay, so I got it for you. This is John Thurston back in 2010. Here we go. Hello, I'm John Thurston. I'm on staff at Agape Church in West Little Rock, and I'm running for state land commissioner. I'm one white boy who understands black Arkansans. My wife, who passed away three and a half years ago, was a beautiful black woman. I want to represent you, my brothers and sisters, and I'm asking for your vote. My name is John Thurston, and I'm running for State Land Commissioner. For more information, go to VoteThurston.com. This ad paid for by the John Thurston for State Land Commissioner campaign. Now, there, there's people still today say that was such a gutsy ad. That's just, that's one of those ads that just rings with truth. Well, here's it. Dave, we've talked about this before, which is the left always plays identity politics. And then here's a conservative who just points out facts, mind you, about identity. Mm -hmm. But he's a white guy. And you're not allowed to do that, apparently. Okay, so I don't I don't subscribe to that, needless to say. And let me say that I I played that twice today. It's Mm -hmm. just because I think it's a strong commercial. It's spot on. And on top of it, I think John Thurston's one of the most honorable politicians I have ever no, I do like Steve Meeks a lot. All right, but close I second. that I've got, yeah, very <laughs> close second to uh, John Thurston. I can I, John tells me something I can take it to the bank. That's great. Same thing with Steve. Yeah, take it to the bank. That's great. So uh, I'm going to start off with the same question I just asked the senator. All right, I asked uh, asked Steve, what do you think? You know, we I mean we got until November of next year mm-hmm. before we vote on this, but it's going to be on the ballot, and that's that half cent sales tax, which goes into in perpetuity and is part of the state constitution right. to supposedly help roads. I've already talked to David Ray about it and some other people. What's your take on it? Well, I was part of the General Assembly that first passed that half-cent sales tax back uh, 2011 session, I think, is when we did it. And uh, part of the promise that we made to the citizens of the state back at that point was it was going to be for 10 years. It was going to pay off the bonds. Once the bonds were paid off, that was going to be it, and it was going to go away. And so when that came up in the general session, I actually spoke against it to renewing it because in my mind we're breaking a promise. And how many times have uh, politicians come to the citizens and said, Hey, hey, we're going to do this for a certain period of time, and at the end of that period of time, it's going to sunset and go away. And I think most of your listeners would agree that you take that promise with a grain of salt because it always gets broken. That's, That's the problem. And That's here, the problem. And here we are trying to break it again. That's right. And so I spoke against it for that reason in the well, and obviously I was in the minority. It got out. And uh, so uh, when I go in the election booth next November, I will be voting in opposition to it. Does it irritate you when they say it's not a tax increase because it's a tax that's already there? Uh, Just a little, yeah. I mean, that just 
Yes. Grinds on, on it yeah. chaps me. I and, mean, really bad. And in particular, when it's a tax that was designed to go away. Oh, yes. I, I come originally, as you and your listeners know, Dave, from New York, from the Northeast, where there's a lot of toll roads. We don't have that quite so much down mm-hmm. here. And those toll roads were built, and they were. It was always, always promised. Well, once the roads paid off, those booths go away. Oh, away. They never, never go away. When I was up uh, in New York, fairly recently, as you and your audience know, I was taking care of my mother. Uh, She was ill, and we would drive quite a distance to take her for specialized cancer care, and we paid round trip, one trip, 25 bucks in tolls. Wow. One trip. Well, I I just took a trip to Boston and uh, to cross... over into New York to go right. up into New England. There you go. Yeah, I mean, you're paying 15 20 It's like $15 right. to go through the Lincoln Tunnel. That's right. And if you hit it during rush hour, you get to enjoy it for an hour and a half. That's right. <laughs> and those, that was a type of toll. Yeah. It was a different bridge, but it was essentially that same toll that mm-hmm. I, I was paying and did it both ways. Yeah. So there's your $25 charge. It, yeah. was, uh, it was ridiculous. Oh, and, yeah. and on top of that, they give you a piece of paper say, saying, circle any place along that you see any leaks. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it, oh, in, in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah in the tunnel. Yeah, yeah. Mark the holes in the uh, tunnel. Definitely. That's right. All right. So, Stephen, you had a meeting today dealing with technology. Right. right. Uh, I was talking to Carolyn Brown earlier and uh, talking about uh, the, the changes that they've made uh, here in the state government. And I was talking to David Ray about it and how that was going to affect... Uh, a lot of the things that are kind of going, mm-hmm. going to happen. I even mentioned it to uh, Senator uh, Clark. How is that going, Jim? I mean, you're, you're making things a lot tighter. Right. Uh, is it going to change in, in any way the way government is run? Definitely. So, you know, I as a lawmaker, one of the things that I, I am looking for, and one of the reasons why I, I got to obviously got silly and crazy and put my name on a ballot, yeah. is because I wanted to make the, our, our state a better place. And I think as I will look back, this is probably the initiative that I'll be the most proud of. Um, back in 2015, I actually passed the legislation that put this all into motion, and the... Um, uh, the way it was, it's always been done is all the different agencies had their data, and that data was siloed. And every agency felt that they owned that data, and they, weren't, they, they were very skeptical of sharing that data with other agencies. And so what we did with that legislation is we created the data and transparency panel. So we bring all the major agencies together and get them to sit down and start talking about how are we going to standardize the data, what are some use cases that we can look at to find efficiencies? Hold your thought. Take the news and then back, and we've got another 10 minutes or so with uh, Mr. Meeks. All right, we're back. We're at the Rotunda. We're sitting in the Capitol. It's filing day, which means that uh, the people who have been you know, running their mouths for a year or so, saying they're going to run for this or run for that, uh, by next Tuesday, we'll have to put down the money to be able to do it. We call that put up or shut up. That's exa- Well, that's exactly that's where right. we are going to be at. Uh, filing goes through next Tuesday because Monday is Veterans Day. So God bless them. It would be Monday, but right. it's going to be Tuesday. So Good. keep uh, that in mind. Stephen Meeks, state representative, is with us. I got a great ad for you. I was just thinking about it. It would be one of those kind of a John Thurston and... I kind of add, hi, this is Stephen Meeks. 
I know what it's like to work hard to support your family. Yeah, sure, sure. I used to deliver pizzas Mm -hmm. to pay the bills. Absolutely. I'll make sure smaller government... You know, blah, blah. I'm just telling that's No, no. But, that's the ad. But there's a real truth to that because, and we were talking about this with David Ray. The fact is that we pay too much in taxes, and you have sometimes these limousine liberals, and I realize that's a tagline, but the fact is it's also often true. Limousine Republicans. That's right as well. That is exactly right. Living in gated communities telling you that you can pay more in taxes. And the fact is uh, there are plenty of people who can't pay more. And then there are people like me who uh, I certainly Doesn't want to pay more. Well, that's right. And, and (laughs) And the reason I don't want to pay more is not because I don't support uh, some role for government, but at some point you need to say, this behemoth is out of control. And that's, uh, we know for a fact that government doesn't need more feeding. Uh, it needs it, it, whatever it wants it to, to be do. put on a diet. That's yeah. right. And yeah. it, whatever it's doing, it, it is more than enough food to do it. So get it done. All right. Rick, Beck and I were just walking out of the education committee, and this is kind of a sidebar. But uh, one of the groups was talking about what they would like to see come, and, Rick, and they spent like an hour t- telling us about it. And, uh, and I don't think Rick will mind me sharing this, but uh, he said, I can sum it up for you. We need more money. Yeah. Yeah. And it's too much with that. Everybody what? needs more money. Here's yeah. the thing. That's not necessarily an untrue statement because right. I could go use, find it somewhere right. else. Right. I can use more unicorns and rainbows. But the fact right. is that uh, there's a point beyond which the uh, Arkansan taxpayer has to be able to take his money and make decisions about his own life. life that's right. Right? And government yep. shouldn't be making these decisions yep. for us. Individuals should make these decisions. Yep. It's about yep. freedom. Yep. And when, when I, I mentioned in the previous segment, I went out to a local restaurant. I paid 11% in sales tax because mm-hmm. that also includes the hamburger tax. You must have been in Conway. No, but I was local in Little Rock, right, but it's okay. the same thing. Yep. You're right. Conway's the same exact thing. And, and here's the thing. That's after I paid half, uh, over half of my income to state and federal government. Oh, right? and, and there's hidden taxes That's right. left and right. That's You're paying right. about 65%. No, even more, I think. Uh, even more. more. Maybe yep. is it more? Okay. Yes. So let me give you principle three and four. This is from the Republican platform. Individual responsibility and initiative. Mm-hmm. And then right after that. Individual freedom and liberty secured by a what? Limited government. government. That's right. Yep. That's Go fine. ahead, Stephen. And so, kind of getting back to this technology initiative. Yeah. Um, Take you back to that. that, that that's Waste exactly kind of. No, that's all right. That's kind of what we're what 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 the goal of this is. Um, since that time, I've con, uh, convinced them we've had a sea change that the data does not belong. It actually belongs to the citizens of the state of Arkansas. Amen. And they are actually just the stewards of the data. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Freedom and, of information, you know? Oh, yeah. And so what we're trying to do is we're, we're, we're getting them to work together now and look at how we can share data assets to better serve the citizens of Arkansas. That's great. And just some of the early use cases that we've come up with have shown incredible early results. Uh, simple, for instance, um, they took the uh, folks that are incarcerated currently in the state of Arkansas, mm-hmm. ran it against Social Security databases, mm-hmm. and uh, lo and behold, they found prisoners that were using four-plus Social Security of numbers. Course, they found other inmates that were using Social Security numbers of people who had been dead for over 100 years. They had other inmates that were using Social Security numbers that didn't even exist. Well, right. how surprising yeah. that criminals would be gaining yeah. them in the system. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then uh, uh, to piggyback on that, they can take the data because right now the way it works in in um, 
uh, when someone gets out and they look at what program they want to try to put them through to help uh, integrate them back into the to society, they're looking at data that's sometimes six, seven months old. Right. Whereas what this will do by integrating the data, it will allow them to look at information real time, run analytics wow. on that individual, and say, at this point in time, based on your circumstance, this is the program that's best suited for you. So we're making decisions on real time with the best possible outcome. Instead of guessing based upon old data, we can see what the current present the current prison level is today, real time, so that the the folks who are making decisions can make real time data or making real time decisions on on real time data, and it's not just going to be limited just to the efficiencies within the government. Part of this is also how do we improve the lives of the average Arkansas citizen? So imagine a future where uh, it comes time to renew your driver's license. You get your phone or your computer. You pull up the Arkansas app. You renew your driver's license, and while you're there, it says, by the way, it's time to renew your hunter's license. Uh, your business license needs to be renewed. Your voter ID needs kind to be like updated. Sam, son. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's all in one spot for the citizen. You need to update your address. You updated one location, all state government that makes gets sense. in. And because, I mean, just something as simple as bad addresses, as you can imagine, especially when you get down to the county and the city level, they waste thousands of dollars a year on just bad addresses. And, of course, and the consumer, the, the public, the citizen suffers as well right. when some important governmental information is sent to an old address. Right. I've had that happen on more than one occasion. Sure, sure. And, you know, the, the assessors, there was a situation where there was a bad assessment, and so the assessors, they had to send out a, a letter that cost the county $20,000. And, of course, bad addresses, again, wasted money. And so those are just a few simple examples. You know, there was one from the state of Michigan that I love. They were having trouble finding dads who weren't staying up with their child support mm-hmm. because – the agency didn't have current addresses. Sure. Well, Michigan got smart, checked it with the hunter registration data, and lo and behold, they found over half the dads that were missing. There you go. So, again, Very the good. state government had the data. It was just in disparate sets. So just like, uh, you know, anybody that's running a, a major businesses, you know, they've been doing analytics on their data for a long time. Of course. We as state government have not been doing that. And so this is an effort. Um, we're currently in the phase where we're cataloging, trying to figure out what all data that we do have so we have those catalogs and then beginning um what we're having meetings right now to um decide what we want the division to look like that's going to be handling these these datas and uh and looking at uh um what products are going to produce what analytics we're going to make make available get that groundwork laid uh, maybe as soon as the fiscal session and, uh, you know, start seeing some fruits from this. And it'll create efficiencies both within the, in the state government and at the same time it'll create benefits for the citizens of the state. So it's a great win-win project. Okay, we're, we're running low on time. I, I'm going to have you back on and maybe bring you in for an hour and we can okay. spend enough time and really dissect It's this an important topic. Yeah. It is. It's a huge yeah. topic. Yeah. Yeah. So last question is... Uh, What's going on with broadband? I know you guys were wrestling with that at sure. the end of the session. Where have we gone from there? So um, this past spring, the uh, governor announced that uh, the state is going to be putting $25 million into a grant. That's the first time the state has actually put money into the broadband uh, uh, issue since I've been down here. So it's a great step forward. Uh, the IT committee is going to be meeting on Wednesday to learn more about that and um, to see uh, – 
you know, kind of uh, what the specifics of the program are, uh, what possibilities for expansion that are included, uh, because it's not just state money, because the problem you get into is there's also federal money out there, and you've got to make sure the two aren't competing. There's also federal grants that are available, so we want to take that $25 million, leverage it potentially with some uh, federal grants to get the biggest bang for our buck. Um, this current uh, program the twenty five million dollars what the governor wants to do is focus on small communities in rural areas so it 's not actually the rural areas it 's the small communities and the thought is if we can get those small communities all connected with high speed internet that then you can use those as hubs to then reach out into the areas around them. The problem is is twenty five million dollars it 's a lot of money but when, for a project of this size, it's actually extremely small potatoes. And what you can end up doing is you can end up diluting the money across the state and see very little results. So the idea, and of course, everyone can fight over, hey, it needs to be over here, and all the infighting, and you end up with nothing. So what the governor did is he said, let's focus on this is an achievable goal. This is a, uh, an amount of money that we can use to get us there. And so I think it's a first good step to uh, trying to resolve that. And, of course, um, uh, I've uh, talked with some of the folks from uh, SpaceX about the Starlink satellite system, which uh, could potentially be an uh, answer to rural Internet. Basically, anybody in the state who's got a view of the sky can access that system. And so that would uh, be cool. Yeah. And so that may solve a lot of that issue. Um, It may bring costs down, too. Yeah, yeah, because you you start creating competition. Um, So um, I've been having some preliminary discussions with them about, you know, timelines, capabilities, things like that, so that as we move forward, at some point, do we say, okay, this is going to solve the problem, private sector is taking care of it, we no longer need to invest state dollars in it, or is it a combination, okay, well, maybe we still need to invest some state dollars in these certain areas. And So those, those are still questions that remain to be answered, and uh, uh, you know, we'll continue to look at that as you know, we go into the future. Now, Stephen, you've been doing a great job. Thank you, sir. And I appreciate keep it that. Up, and, it's, and uh, you know, we'll, uh, we'll keep having you on, and uh, we look uh, – for a victory for you come March. You know, I appreciate it. Well, it's been an honor to serve the citizens of Greenbar, Valonia, and Western Conway. And uh, if any of the, my constituents are listening, I would encourage them to go to my Facebook page. It's just Representative Stephen Meeks. I keep uh, folks updated with what's going on, the work I'm doing in technology, education, and uh, uh, whatnot. And, uh, and uh, I just pray that I've earned their continued support going forward. Well, I think you have. You uh I'll talk to you a little later on. I'll get a hold of you. I've been wanting to have you on to talk about uh, broadband and how that can change the state of Arkansas. And that's a great idea you just had about using that satellite system. Well, and I just got back from a trip to Boston uh, where I got to go to the MIT Media Lab in Cambridge and learn about some of the new technology that's coming with 5G and uh, some exciting things uh, that are coming down the line and not technology, healthcare, and whatnot, and I think uh, it would be, be a great conversation to have. That would be great. We'll have you on in the near future. Stephen Meeks, we appreciate you. Thanks so much for being part of the Dave Ellswick Show live here from the Capitol. Thank you for having me. Appreciate Thank it. You. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More coming your way. we got a couple of people going to join us that have some long shot uh, candidacies. We'll tell you about it when we return. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.